Hi, and welcome to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. My name's Brad McClure. You see, there was a time when I stood behind a pulpit each week and had the opportunity to teach God's Word. Today, I'm a banker, and each week I sit in a pew just like you. I may have gone from the pulpit to the pew, but I haven't lost my love for learning and teaching God's Word. And that's what this podcast is all about. So, grab your Bibles and let's study God's Word together. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Pulpit of Pew podcast. So glad you chose to join us again this week. And last week, we began a study in 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I only began by reading just the first section of, of chapter 4 in verse number 12 when when Paul was writing to a young Timothy. Now, when we say young Timothy, he was probably in his 30s, which I would still say is young, but he said to young Timothy, he says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. And I spent some time last week talking about that phrase, being an example of the believers, and how that word example means to leave an impression. It's an impression that's left by an object. And you and I, we are leaving an example. Whether we want to or not, I said last week, we, whether you choose to or you ignore it, you're leaving some sort of example. And he's telling young Timothy, he says, I want you to be an example, leave an impression of what a true believer is. And leave that in the eyes of others. I want you to think about some names right now. Just think of some people in your life. Uh, who are some people that have greatly influenced your life? Who've made an impression on your life? A positive impression. Now flip that. Think about some people that have left a very negative impression in your mind. And you could probably do a whole podcast on why for each one of those. And you could say, what was it about them that either left a negative impression or a positive impression. Well, Paul is telling Timothy, leave an impression of a believer. And then he goes into just listing what I'm going to talk about today. And he begins to talk about what I, a terrible phrase, but what I could call things that matter. He's going to talk about some things that matter. And this week, I want to look at the first one. He talks about how character matters. Now, Paul doesn't say, hey, Timothy, character matters. Okay, I, I'll give you that. But listen to where Paul goes, because he says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example, leave an impression of a believer. And then he tells him areas, he gives him six areas in which to leave an impression. And these areas all deal with the subject of character. He begins by saying, he says, be an example of the believers in Word. Now, what does he mean by word? The, the words that we use need to leave an impression on others of that of a believer. Now, we this point doesn't need to be drawn out. It could be a whole separate podcast. All of these character traits I'm going to talk about could be. But we know that words are powerful. We know that the Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know that when someone encourages you, how that makes your day. When someone tears you down, how that destroys your day. 
because there's power in words. In James, he described it as he described it really using three different pictures. He used a picture of a small fire that develops into something big. He used a picture of a bridle in the horse's mouth, and he used a picture of what he called a governor, what we would call like a governor, for a large boat that just the smallest slight movement in that can move a whole large boat. And he was using all those to say that the tongue, the words that you say, they matter, they're powerful. And he tells us in Ephesians that our conversation, that the way we speak needs to be seasoned with grace. We need to be graceful with others, kind to others. He tells us in that same verse that our that our words are to edify others, to build them up, not and not full of corruptness. That would involve all forms of cursing and words that we should not say. We know that Ephesians tells us that we're to speak the truth and do it in love. Some are really good at speaking the truth, and they struggle with the love side. Others are extremely loving to the point of enabling, but they don't ever speak the truth. The balance is speak the truth, but do it with the spirit of love. So your words do matter. I'm telling you right now, when I see a Christian, a Christian that either calls themselves a Christian, many times I go to church with them. And if I see them cussing on Facebook and ranting on Facebook, I just shake my head. I'm just, it's, it's just frustrating. We need to be an example of the believers with our words. Then he goes on. He said, not only words, but our conversation. That conversation's an old English word. It means our conduct, the way you conduct yourself. I think of the verse like Matthew 5, 16, when he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. They see it. They see your, the way you, your good works, the way you conduct yourself, and they glorify your Father, which is in heaven. On the flip side of that, in Titus, he says, in Titus 1, 16, he says, they profess they know God, but in their works, in their conduct, they deny him. And so how do you conduct yourself around other people? Do you behave as a Christian should behave? You say, well, well, how should a Christian behave? Is it just whatever you say there, Brad? No, no, no. It's very clear. The Bible. What does the Bible tell us? There's a way in which we ought to conduct ourselves. There's a way in which we ought to act. There's, there's a way in which we ought to be around other people. There are things we should not do and things we should do. And it's it's the way you conduct yourselves. And the Bible says that how you conduct yourselves ought to leave an impression of others that you are a child of God. Then he says charity, which is another word for love. Our love for others needs to leave will leave an impression or our lack of love, and it ought to leave an impression of that of a believer. Now this point is is I've taught on many, many times, probably on this podcast as well. But you remember what Jesus said in John 13, when he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. So whatever comes next is going to be the thing that shows everybody you're a follower of Jesus Christ. And he said this, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. If you have love one for another, he could have said all kinds of things. But the one truth that Jesus brought out in John 13 that's going to show everybody you're a follower of Jesus Christ is your love. You've often heard this quote, maybe, that people don't care how much you know, 
until they know how much you care. And so our kindness, are we kind to others? Are we patient with the faults of others? Are we, is there a sacrifice about us for others? Because love is sacrifice. That's true love, agape love. Do, do we show a sacrifice for others? Do we show forgiveness to others, which is representative of the love of Jesus Christ toward us? And so love needs to be a part of our life. If we have a character of a believer that's going to leave an impression in someone's life, we will have words that are seasoned with grace. We will have a conduct that uh, patterns itself after the Bible. We'll have a love of Christ that we show to others. And then he says, in spirit, which is our attitude. Boy, 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 this is where it gets tough, isn't it? How is our attitude? We know in Titus, he tells us, he says, Jesus, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. And then he describes this type of person that's redeemed. He says, zealous of good works. And the word zealous has had the idea of an attitude. It's excited. They can't wait. They've got an attitude and temper that is zealous for the things of God. What's your attitude like at home? What's your attitude like at work? Because your attitude is leaving an oppression. I'll tell you who's picking up on it big time your kids, your spouse. Attitude matters. And he says, in your spirit or your attitude, you're leaving an impression. Then he says, in faith, the faith of a believer. Now, I don't know about you, but I get inspired when I read about men or women that went through great trials in their lives, but they persevered, but they endured. And by faith, they continued to keep their eyes on Jesus Christ. And they, and they overcame that trial and God brought them through that is faith of an individual making an impact in our lives, sometimes hundreds of years later, thousands of years later. And so your faith, even in difficult situations, is making an impact in people's lives. It's leaving an impression. And then the final thing he says is purity. Do you know, you're, you, when you choose to live a pure and separate and holy life, it leaves an impression. You say, ah, oh, we can't do that nowadays. Nowadays, it's just... And I get it. I look at my kids sometimes and I think, how, how can we raise kids to live a pure life in such an impure world? We got Disney that's pr promoting homosexuality. We got Disney that's promoting transgenderism. We got public schools now that are trying to promote this stuff that is, that is so easily, easily, easily against the Bible. It's so easy to prove. All of this stuff is so easy to prove. It's clear in the Bible. We just have a society that wants to ignore the Bible. They, they don't, we, we live in a post-Christian society that wants nothing to do with the values of Christianity, what the Bible teaches. And so that's why even in the most simple, what should be the safest level, which is children, our culture is corrupting through what the Bible calls perversions. And so... Purity, how, how, but when we live a pure life, a separate holy life, and you don't let down your convictions because of what others might think or because of others what they do, you live that pure and separate life, you do leave an impression on other people. So what is he saying? He, he's saying in this very first verse, and I'm going to continue this thought, not, not listing out this, but this first thought I believe he's saying is, hey, Timothy, I want you to leave an impression, make it. Show others that you're a believer. Make a difference in their life, with your life. 
And one of the ways to do that is with your character. And I think it starts here, because what I'm going to talk about over these next few weeks, I'm going to talk about how church matters. I'm going to talk about how serving matters. I'm going to talk about how your mind matters. I'm going to talk about how your personal walk matters. But if you don't have character, people will not follow that other stuff. People won't care what church you go to. They won't care what what your service that you, you're going to be doing. They, they don't care if you don't have any character. And so this week, I want to challenge in these six areas. We went through them fast, but I want you to think through this as I repeat them one more time. I really want you to just think about this. What type of impression are you making on your spouse, on your kids, on your coworkers, on your friends, when it comes to the words that you say, the way that you behave, the love that you show or don't show, the attitude that you have, the faith in the trials, and your purity in a corrupt world. Are you leaving an impression of that of a believer? That's what Paul challenged Timothy to do. And if you say, you know what, I, I, I'm just, I'm not. I'm not. What's interesting about this platform of a, of a podcast is it's not a church service. If we were at a church service, it'd be what we call an invitation. And then maybe you would want to walk forward and maybe you want to pray right now. You're, you're on your own, probably with headphones on. And so there's no one, but you and God in my voice that was recorded days earlier or months earlier. That's it. So you don't have to do a thing. You can end this podcast, move on with your life and do nothing. Or you can maybe right now stop or pull over. Don't do this if you're driving. But bow your head and say, God, forgive me. And then you pick one of the areas or two or three or maybe you failed all six like me sometimes. Say, God, forgive me. And I realize character matters. And I want to live my life in such a way that it leaves an impression in others' lives by the way that I behave and speak and love and in all these areas i know it's a serious subject i know it's kind of heavy and i know we did a list but my prayer that is that you would take this subject serious and that you would determine your heart i want to make a difference in the time that god has given me in the lives of those that god has put around me and it's going to start with my character Hey, thanks for sticking around and thank you for listening to that podcast. If that was encouragement to you, would you do me a favor and would you, number one, subscribe wherever you're listening to right now, just click off of this for a second and hit subscribe or follow. And then number two, would you leave a review? And if you write something great that helps maybe a little bit more, but if not, then just hit one of those stars. It's really a click of a button and that's it. But I hope this was a help to you. And you know, two things that I'll, my rambling about today is... I'm reading through two books, um, family books. I think at least once a year, it's important to try to read a, a family book. One about maybe kids and one about uh, whether you're a wife, being a wife, or a husband, being a husband, or marriage. I'm reading one for you guys out there that listen called A Complete Husband by Lou Pre... I'll have to 
If you want to know about it, look me up. But look up Complete Husband. His last name's like starts with a P. And it's it's been such a challenge. Um, it, one of the the first chapter talks about, and I'm at the very end of it now. But the first chapter talks about does she come with an owner's manual? Talking about the wife, it's a really good book. The next book I'm reading again. Both of these I've already read. I'm reading them again. The second one is by Dave Tice. He was just at family camp and I didn't get to go. He's got a really short book called Raising God's Children in Sin City. And um, it's just a, such a good little book. It's like 100 pages. I'm going to read through it here today or tomorrow. And um, But it's it's it gives some just down-to-earth, practical, good, biblical helps for being a parent. And uh, so I'm reading through that again. I hope that you'll read. I, I've been burdened today about reading, I, and I'm going to start really making an emphasis, and I'm trying to figure out how to do this more via podcast, via my classes that are face-to-face at church. And I, I believe, and you may hear me talk about this more later, I believe that we have to get back, male and female, we have to get back to when we, to reading but reading the Word of God and meditating on it, and I think one of the keys to help us meditate on the Word of God is to start journaling. I have been. I'm testing something. I've been doing it for two months, and I love it. I've been tracking some stuff for two months. I've been journaling longer, but I've been tracking what's going on for two months, and I just really believe that we need to get down back to writing down what we've read, a thought from what we've read, it, it, it helps us meditate upon the Word of God. We need to be Bible meditators, is what the Bible tells us to be. And I think when we stop and write, it causes us to meditate out on the thoughts that we've been reading. And it, and it I think, glues it there and seals it in our heart. Just my personal opinion, I'm doing some more research on it, and I'm going to be really challenging you all and people on the blog to really start writing things down. Get a journal. Don't have to be nice and neat or perfect or picture. Just write what you're reading, and I think it'll be a help. So, hey, thanks for sticking around for the ramblings. Have a great week. Subscribe to the newsletter, bradmcclure.org, O-R-G. Subscribe to that newsletter that comes out every Monday, and I look forward to seeing you back on Sunday as we will be in the book of Second John. Have a great week.